Hello, and welcome to the second ever episode of Wow, You Lose. I'm your host again, Zether, and in just a few minutes, I will be having a guest on the show. It is Joe Dini. So hang on, sit tight, and we will have him on board. All right, and we are on with Jeannie. What's up? Yes, so this is Wow You Lose, and welcome to the show. Oh, God. What is this, like your first episode? How many have you done so far? Um, I've done one episode, but this, so this is the second one. Ah, very, very good. <laughs> well, it's good. Yeah, so cool this is, to be on, man. Wait, what? I said it's cool to be on. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is definitely an interesting experience doing this for the first time. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, back in the day, like, podcasts were, like, the hardest thing to do. And then all of a sudden, this app just comes along and just makes it so easy. All you got to do is just get a phone and then put it up to your ear, and then, boom, you're in. <laughs> yep, that's, that's pretty much it. So, what you got for us? Well, I figured today's topic would be talking pinball because, you know, the two of us have been to the Silverball Museum in Delray. Yes. For those of you that don't know, Delray Beach, Florida, it has the greatest pinball museum ever in the South Florida area. And yes, it is a fantastic place. Yeah. uh, I went there a second time after we did it for the first time and uh, last time I went there, they actually started allowing bands to start playing while people are playing pinball. So there's like all <laughs> these local like m- like rock and metal bands coming in and doing. Now they're advertising the bands more than they're advertising the pinball to try to get people inside. That that sounds quite interesting because I the I went there with my dad a second time last year during Christmas and it was pretty great. Um, Got to check out more of the machines, and they had some of the uh, those like baseball machines that are really cool. They had like three of those. Yes, uh, they added one right next to the bathroom, so in case you ever needed <laughs> to use the bathroom or you're just coming out of it, boom. Alex and I, we tried like one of them. It was broken, and we were trying to figure out like why is this not working. And then we just we figured, oh. I, we have no idea why this is happening. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it's out of service. We just forgot to put the sign up. <laughs> yeah, when I went there with uh, my dad during the holidays, I went to the Space Invaders machine, which is has really, really great artwork. It's very H.R. Geiger kind of alien artwork. And I got a very high score on the machine. It was about it was nearly one million. And that, at that point, the score just rolls over to to uh, 100 after you get past nine nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, and I thought that I was, I thought that I had had the high score. So I go over to talk to the guy because they put it up on a little card, and then he flipped the card over because it was turned around the other way, and somebody had gotten like three million. So he had rolled the score over three times. Oh my god! Did they win anything? Uh, the just bragging rights. They have that at my um local joint too, which. I should also talk about my the place that I visit locally, the Pinball Lounge in Oviedo, Florida, which is in the bowling alley, and it's it's also a pretty great place. They have um, they've expanded their lineup. When I when I went there, they had like fourteen machines, and then I went a while back, and then they they just slowly gradually kept adding, and now they have about like twenty four, so they've doubled it. Oh my goodness. I can't. Im- I can't imagine because yeah. I we we've I, we've seen the scores that they always post the high scores and you never. I when I was there, we rarely saw anybody get the high score at all. We were just hoping that somebody would like have the 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 siren going off or whatever. But we tried on the Star Trek pinball, like when me and Alex were there. Unfortunately, the machine broke mm-hmm. halfway through. Yeah. 
yeah they put the high scores up uh, at um pinball lounge on like this chalk area above the machines star trek is very difficult was that next generation yes, it was the tng one yeah next generation is notoriously difficult because the outlanes are like a vacuum they suck the ball in the instant they go near them and you you cannot you, you cannot be imprecise with your shot making in that game because the ball will likely go straight towards the out lane and you're done. Oh my goodness. I know. It's just like one of the difficult things about it. And then I don't know what it is. It's like the flippers just wouldn't cooperate like halfway through, like they just stopped working. And then you seeing, I'm seeing like two pinballs go at the same time. And I was like, Oh my God, at least I didn't have to, at least I didn't have to put like quarters in. Oh my goodness. Right, because they're on free play. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about these pinball um, lounges. is like you pay for a certain amount of hours. Um, actually, it's funny. We tried to do the unlimited one, and they said, oh, yeah, it's the same price as being here for an hour. So technically, you could stay here as long as you want. And they, <laughs> they oh, what was it? They have this thing where if you pay a certain price, you can go in for a certain time, and you don't even have to put in quarters you don't have to do anything. All you got to do is just push the start button and you're good to go. And they got, well, the, the one that's in Delray, they have ones from the 50s all the way to now, which the, the digital Lord of the Rings one, which I think uh, Alex took a look at it and it was like, this isn't classic. What the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, well, this is what pinball yeah, is now. Yeah, pinball, they, they've advanced pretty far. Um Pinball Lounge here, they do, they have a $10 all-you-can-play on Friday nights. That's the only time that they do. But they did have an all-you-can-play during a swap meet that I went to recently. And they had several machines there that were for sale that you could also play on for a little bit. And um, they it was, it was really interesting going there during the swap meet because there were lots of people going to sell their machines. And I got to play... Um, oh, I got, I got to play Judge Dredd, which is a really cool pinball machine it's not an adaptation of the sylvester stallone movie it's an adaptation of the comic books hmm. so it's very it, it's pretty cool it has this like giant rotating version of the planet dead world that the balls lock on like there's this little rotating mechanism that locks the balls and then when you get multi-ball it drops them out of it my god <laughs> are you thinking of putting one of those in your garage <laughs> If I I wish I could afford a pinball machine, um, they're they're expensive as all hell. Unless you get like a really beat up old electromechanical one from like the fifties, there. But even this, so, they still run about a hundred, about like six hundred. I don't know. Yeah, that 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 would be the great thing to have because I remember the nineties. Like the coolest house in the neighborhood would be the ones that had the pinball machine, the pool table right next to it. And then you have two people trying to do two things at the same time in the garage uh, or in the basement even. And it was fantastic. The problem is it's like, it gets, it just keeps getting more expensive every single time. Yeah. And with, with a lot of the more popular pinball machines going for a lot of money, you know, you can't really, can't really do that as much. No. Although I would love it to get the, the, the theater magic pinball machine in there. Cause that's my favorite one. Alex. Yeah. Theater of Magic is fantastic. Yeah, I can't get enough of that one. Like even even at Flint Depot, they still have that one over there, and that one is probably like the least played because everyone else is playing like the other arcades. But I go there like as soon as I know I'm getting down to my credits, I'll go to the pinball area and I'll play that one religiously because that one I think is like the. Not only is it all around like easy. But it also looks cool to like to see everything go off at the same time. The right, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to think. Oh, Alex's favorite is the Playboy pinball because ha 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 ha. For anyone listening, uh, Alex is another friend of ours, yes. but, but yeah, um, the Playboy, there's actually, there's actually like two Playboy pinball machines, if I remember correctly. There's one that's an older, I think it's from like 70s or 80s. And then there's the one that's from Stern, hmm. which I think is the, that might, was that the one that he played or was it the, was it like, does it have like alphanumeric digits or whatever on the back glass? Yes, it did. Okay. Yeah. So that was one of the older ones. I do know that there is another Playboy from Stern. And there was also going to be one from Williams, 
or no, Williams or Bally on the Pinball 2000 system, but that never came out. Huh. Interesting. I know quite a bit about Pinball. Yeah. It's... Because, uh, what was it? Uh, Silverball is actually doing a charity event for the first time. Uh, they're actually doing something where it's called Pinball Wizardry, which, by the way, they do not have anything referenced by The Who at Silverball, which kind of sucks. But right. you would think. Right. Um, but no, they're doing like this thing where you can listen to cool music, pinball. They have like a photo exhibition where you can actually see photos of like pinballs getting built or like the first reveal of it. Uh, and I think all of it is going to uh, something, something local, but like the arc. I don't even know what the arc is, but it's on a Thursday, March 29th from six to nine. You can go in. It's like 15 bucks to get in. Which is more that's just like five dollars cool. cheaper. Yeah, that is that is pretty cool. The the swap meet was there was there was some other great machines there. Um I played Shack Attack, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> Shack Attack. Yes. Yeah, with a Q instead of a K. It's it's A T T A Q instead of C K. Oh <laughs> and this it has it so it has a shot where you shoot the ball off this ramp and there's this basketball hoop moving back and forth and you get the ball in the hoop to, to score points and get into the start the modes in the multi-ball oh. and get the jackpot. Oh, I wish I wish we had would have had that in there. Oh, I would have not stopped playing that one. God, that would that would have been so Yeah, cool. it's it's from Gottlieb. A lot of like the late Gottlieb pinball machines get a bad rap. The uh, the ones where they have like a dot matrix display. A lot of them get some bad rap, but I Shack Attack was really fun. I really want to play Stargate. They made a Stargate pinball machine based on the movie, not SG One, unfortunately. But that one's pretty good. I, I never, I never even heard that there was one based on the movie. I didn't even see the movie, so I didn't even know there was even a thing. Yeah, they, they, it, it's a pretty good one. There's no, it doesn't actually implement like the Stargate itself. There's just just this big pyramid that you shoot the ball in and. The game keeps telling you, get it in the pyramid, shoot the pyramid. <laughs> the shield is down, shoot the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Star Fox pinball would be pretty would cool. Be. That would be an interesting thing. They should put more Nintendo. There, stuff there are a there. lot of yeah, there I mean there was a Super Mario Brothers pinball machine. There were two. Well, they better get their asses on it then and bring them over here. Yeah, yeah there were there were two there was um there, i think i played one i played one of the super mario brothers pinball machines at um this one event it was orlando ix they had like a little display of pinball machines and that was where i found out about free play florida as well which is also really great for playing pinball at yeah there was one what was it there was the the 1992 one and i'm seeing it online and it looks awesome problem is Oh, yeah. It's it's estimated to go at two thousand dollars, like two thousand one hundred and thirty to two thousand four hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah, it's it's pretty expensive. Just I I assume it's because of the Mario theme. Yeah, yeah. Gottlieb did a lot of like weird, like they they did a couple of game licensed pinball machines. They almost did a Legend of Zelda themed one at one point, and they didn't do it. Why? Um, I do not know, but they it must have been something to do with the license with with Nintendo. But they did do a super uh, no a Street Fighter Two pinball machine, and that that one's quite hilarious. <laughs> it's got this like spinning bird kick Chun Li target on the field. Oh my god! See, we need to get that in there too. Yeah, the silver ball. There's there's a lot of pinball machines that I have not played that I would love to play. Like I want to play Demolition Man. I want to play. There's a Johnny Mnemonic one that I love. The music for it is great. I would love to play a real one of those. I think I did get to play one for a little bit, but I I would love to play either of those two. You know what they should put in there, not as a pinball machine, but as something arcade related. They should put Sonic Spinball in there. <laughs> there wasn't really an arcade version of that though. There was that the Sonic, the Sega Sonic the Hedgehog game that you control with the trackball but that was japan only uh, well translate it into english bring it over here <laughs> i think it's a little too late for that unfortunately <sighs> fine <laughs> whatever yeah there, there's a 
the pinball lounge they have quite a few new um they have quite a few of the new machines they just recently got in dialed in which is from the same company that made the hobbit and wizard of oz machines that are at the silver ball mm-hmm. i don't know if you played either i played both of them yeah you play yeah i, I remember we were there and you, i forgot because i remember mark one of our other friends he went and we were playing a couple of games on the hobbit which is pretty fun <laughs> Yeah, which Alex hated. It's like, oh, this freaking series. Why? Yeah, you don't want to be reminded of the pointless trilogy of Peter Jackson movies. <laughs> no. uh, but what was it? Uh, they said they were going to put like two new machines in there, but they oh, nice. said what they are, so it's going to be like a surprise. I'm guessing they're going to announce it at yeah. the charity event. If that's the case, then cool. Yeah. Getting back to Dialed In, though, it's a really interesting theme because it's not based off of a license. It's just an original thing. The guy who created it, Pat Lawler, he also made uh, the Adams Family pinball machine, which is one of the best-selling pinball machines of all time. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he said, Alex said, I have to play this one immediately when we get there. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Right. Adams Family is very well known, but Dialed In is interesting because it's it's a it's sort of like sim city but with a cell phone theme going on like there's disasters that happen and you have to prevent the disasters hmm. there's a, you're going up against an evil cell phone company or something like that and you shoot one shot and there's like a sim card or whatever i don't know the full extent of the theming i've just seen people play it occasionally but it's a really interesting idea for a pinball machine theme. The original themes are not very common in the in this day and age. A lot of them are based off of IP. Like there's the Hobbit, there's Batman '66 from Stern, there's um, the new Star Wars one, that kind of thing. Huh? The new Star Wars one, like something from this this new trilogy? No, it's the original trilogy. It's um, four, five, and oh, six. Okay. Yeah, that one. That one's pretty good. It's very fast the guy who designed it steve ritchie he likes to design very fast pinball machines if you ever played high speed that was by him the one with the police siren on the top oh the one that okay yeah we played that the first time we went there we played that and then the second time we came back and it was broken yeah they the pinball machines do have to be maintained quite often the i'm not surprised yeah and it takes them a long time to to fix it it looks like because i think well, at least I know Silverball. They're they're trying to get more people into the building, and they're having a tough time. Like, sorry guys, this one's down, but we'll try to get it as soon as we have the budget to fix it. I was um, when I was doing scorekeeping at Freeplay Florida, there was quite a few instances where machines would have to be maintained, and they'd have to like get a tech in to do it quick. They have the soldering irons and everything on hand. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine what the delay's like for that. It's like, oh, sorry, tournament's down. Like, no. Yeah. yeah, they, um, there was a fishtails machine that kept breaking. And I think they eventually, they, it was also for sale. So <laughs> it eventually went to someone. Oh, I, I'm surprised that even got sold after it broke so many times. Well, people who usually buy them, they, clean it up get the play field all cleaned and then work on the mechanisms ah see i don't know much about the mechanics of pinball so i just like playing them there there's a whole lot of like wires and solenoid coils that like move the flippers and stuff like that yeah i can imagine like it takes a lot of work to get those things up and running and also a lot of time to get them fixed that must be tedious like i can't imagine like what's the shortest time it takes to actually fix it I I have no idea. I've I've like read things about maintaining pinball machines. All I know is that there's one particular type of Gottlieb pinball machine that is very difficult to maintain because of the way it's all wired oh, up. Wow. Um, I know Silverball's uh, black the black black hole from Gottlieb. That is a very difficult machine to maintain. Ugh, that's probably why it's broken right now. Because I remember I was like, oh, black holes here, and then boom, it's yeah. That one is always that one is very difficult, so I'm not surprised. There there was a very good condition black hole at um the pinball lounge, but it's been sold. Most of the machines have been sold off now, including Getaway High Speed 2, which I really love. That game's fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to go you'll have to take me to this pinball lounge one of these days when uh, we go up to Orlando. Definitely. It's it's a very interesting experience because it's all like 
it's all modern machines. There's no like classic ones. Occasionally they get in a couple of classic old solid state machines, but nothing, no like electromechanical stuff as far as I can tell. Well, that's fine. Cause a lot of times we were wondering like, where's the, all the other modern pinball machines that we used to grow up, up playing. And they didn't have, they, right. they've only had just like one section that was mostly modern and then the other section was classic. So yeah, the classics are fun though. I, I was playing a, quite a few at, um, well, when I went to, when I went to silver ball, they had, uh, I think it was space lab or something. <laughs> that one is actually pretty good. A lot of the older classic ones are definitely not ones to overlook because there are you with really interesting scoring and stuff like that yeah, especially with the flip numbers instead of it just being mechanical which i always enjoyed i was like oh my god especially with the uh the old ski ball thing that they have in the back from like 1918 that still does like the flip numbers it's just that it's just that it's yeah. just that old school way that i just love the version of a uh, matahari that they have there is actually a rare version of it because there was a there was one at the pinball lounge but that one was the had like alphanumeric digits whereas the one at silver ball is a very rare variant with the uh score reels the flipper flip number things oh okay yeah i didn't know that yeah that's that's one of the it's, it, if you go back there you can see there's a little cards with information on each game and there's some interesting stuff about the history and the date that it came out, that kind of thing. Well, next time we go there, we'll have to make it a party then because you can actually reserve parties for like a certain number yeah. of guests. Pinball party. Yeah. Maybe for our 10-year reunion. Yeah, Maybe there's... for our 10-year reunion for high school. Oh, yeah. yeah, go out there. Just hang out there and play some pinball. Yeah. They also have a very interesting and rare machine Um the big bang bar that one is that one is quite cool hmm. that's the that, that was one that was the one that i was playing there i was really excited to see it because it's uh it's not a very easy machine to come by due to the fact that it was it was made by capcom because capcom actually had a pinball division at one point oh i didn't know that yeah they they had a pinball division and it was the last game they were they were making before they got closed because one of the designers thought it would be a great idea to make a porn-themed pinball machine. <laughs> it's like the Atari, it's like the Atari games. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, they thought he thought it would be a great idea to make a game about sex, and it was called Zingy Bingy, and <laughs> <laughs> they had to. They the executives from Japan came in and were like, "Nope, you're you're getting shut down." And the Big Bang Bar was far along in production enough to get some machines out, but they didn't get a whole production run out. But a company did get a hold of reproduction rights so they could make, they made like 130 or so of these. And it, it was a very limited run. So they're still very rare to find. And one of those reproduction machines is at the Silver Ball. Oh my gosh. Yeah, see, I'm going to have to remember that for next time. Yeah, it's it's a very rare machine and definitely interesting that I got to play it, although I'm pretty bad at it. My pinball skills have improved slightly, but it's it's a very it's very difficult what it's very difficult to like master a pinball machine, but once you understand how certain shots work, you can go at it for quite a while. Have you made a high score yet? I have not made a single high score on I made like one high score that was like the high score of the day on, I think it was on Hobbit, but not like all time high score. Okay. So you were close, but you, yeah, I'm close. you just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta keep working at it. Yeah. The, the scores at pinball lounge are like dominated by mostly the, some of the people who work there. And then some of the uh, people who are in the pinball league, they usually put up really high scores. There's this one guy, uh, Atticus Palmer, who plays there. He's like a pro player. And I watched him on Funhouse, which is also from the same guy who did Dialed In. And he put up like a hundred that a hundred million, which is a very high score for that machine. Oh my God. How long did it take him? Do they, do they even put like times on how long it takes? I don't know. I don't think they do, but it's quite, it's quite interesting watching these people put up like really high scores on that stuff, 
on those machines, I have never seen like I've I've never seen a score that high on Funhouse. No, I can't. Just just getting up to that point, I think would impress anybody. Like, I would look at some of these high scores for some of these things, and they would be like in the hundred thousands. And I even saw one that wasn't like a two hundred thousand because you were able to get up that high, and it was by a little kid because they separated the age difference from everybody so that at least the younger crowd can get on this on the thing. But right, uh, God, the amount of effort that it puts in, and like, how did they? Oh, I'm su- I'm surprised they don't give out like prizes for that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's the pinball tournaments. They give out prizes for that kind of thing. And I've seen quite a few pinball tournaments like live streamed on Twitch. That's another thing. Twitch has a pinball category. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. There's this one guy, um, Jack Danger, Dead Flip. He does some really great streams where he plays pinball and tries to go for high scores. He was actually um, play. He was playing the Ghostbusters pin from Stern, and uh, he showed off a really cool trick with the plunger, where you can get the skill shot every time. And I showed somebody how to do that at the swap meet, and they were their mind was blown. They were like, "That is crazy! That is crazy that you could do that and keep getting the skill shot every single time." <laughs> I can't like did they, it, the the the. the I'm just blown away by that, that they can get it like that many times. But at the same time, like, do they actually show you how it's done? Yeah, it's, they, they showed that, um, Jack showed how it was, how it was done, where you basically just pull the plunger back and like plunge the ball. So that goes about halfway up the shooter lane. But then as it comes back down immediately, like hard plunge it. So it goes all the way up. And for some reason, the game, it, it thinks, it thinks you hit a switch for the for the um, skill shot, and it gives both awards from the skill shot to you hmm. because there's two different awards you can get by shooting two different areas of the play field, and the um, the game just gives you both of them. So you can immediately start like the start a mode or whatever. That Ghostbusters machine is amazing too. There's there, there were two at the pinball lounge during the swap meet. One of them was all tricked out. It had like a uh, slime on the part of it and uh ecto one topper and everything <laughs> that it's great oh, see, see have you ever thought of organizing a pinball tournament <laughs> i i couldn't do that but there there was like a pinball tournament at free play obviously that i was working at i would have i i kind of want to i would want to join a pinball league but the thing is you do have to like pay money for the token for tokens and everything yeah, so which sucks trade-off i'm not i don't feel confident in my skill yet not yet at least but getting there yeah getting there yeah it's it's certainly interesting that there is a tournament associated with it i I remember watching um the the first time i got like back into pinball was there was a documentary documentary on hulu called special when Mm -hmm. lit which is uh all about pinball and they were talking about these tournament players and seeing people play at tournaments they get really they get into it with the machines. Like you will see them just like, like moving the machine around, kicking their feet up in the air. I was doing, um, when I was doing scorekeeping, there was this one woman who came up to all the classic machines and she would like kick her feet in the air and stuff when, when she was um, nudging the table around, like she would get really violent with it, but it, the, the game wasn't tilting or anything. She was just getting, getting the ball to go where she wanted it to hmm. that's a, that's that's something else yeah it, it's it's pretty amazing watching tournament play for that kind of stuff because people will do like saves on the ball and that kind of thing if the ball starts to drain they they can sometimes get away with doing little saves yeah. i mean some of that stuff some of that stuff can be pretty cool to see like they can do all of that type of stuff and you know, seeing it on Twitch is even better because you don't even have to leave the house. You can see it whenever you want. Right, right. I remember watching one of the tournaments from Papa, the Professional Amateur Pinball Association, and one of the players, he was losing a ball down the um, down the center, and he did this slot. He, like, slid the machine physically to, like, the left or the right. I can't remember. It was 
Josh Sharp, who is the son of Roger, one of the sons of Roger, Roger Sharp, the man who saved pinball in New York. And he did this crazy slide save and got away with it. The game didn't even, I think the game gave him one danger warning and that Damn. was it. That was on a Congo. So besides Theater of Magic, what's like your favorite pinball Star machine? Trek. Um, that's the other one. I've also played, oh, I'm trying to remember what, the, the Kiss one. We got, we got oh yeah the kiss one that that must have been the uh older one that they have there the one that's just like the it plays like a little little rendition of i want to rock and roll all night and then yeah it was yeah it was definitely uh it was definitely the what was it uh it was definitely the 1992 one i believe yeah because i'm trying to remember oh yeah it was... they didn't have they only had the they had it in the 90s section pretty much oh it must have been there, there's only two Kiss machines. I think one of them was like 80s or so. So that's it's. It was probably one of those. Probably. But there is a there is one from Stern, and it's pretty cool looking. I don't know what the general consensus is in that one from the pinball community, but hmm. do they have like a list of like best ranked um, pinball machines ever? Yeah. Um. The Internet Pinball Database has an entire list of like the best ones and or at least like the most popular. And uh, of course, Adam's family is one of the top ones. Twilight Zone, I think is number one. And that one's one of my oh, favorites. That one was fun to play. I only played it like once the second time around because everybody was crowding around it for some reason. Um, it's, it's very popular. It's the second most popular, I think, or the second best selling. So it's no surprise. It's a very interesting machine, very tough, but... I love the theme on that. Like I haven't watched an episode of Twilight Zone, but just playing it, I I love it because there's there's some really great sounds. The multi-ball is awesome when you start it. Like it just machine just goes ape shit and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I remember some of the sounds. Like I would hear it on the other side of the room. I'm like, oh, this thing is still going on, huh? Don't touch the door. <laughs> Like, what are you, stupid or something? <laughs> yeah, I have played, you mentioned Theater of Magic being your favorite. I think that one's one of my favorites too. Um, it is very easy to get to get into and the trunk shot is relatively safe to make if you're going for the multi-ball or one of the modes. Yeah, I would think so. But um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that I like that were there. Uh, I, li- I mean, I like I like the themed ones. But I mean, necessarily like the pinball itself wasn't good. I just liked the some of the themes that weren't behind it, like the baseball ones. I enjoyed the most. But other than that, not really anything else that I can think of. Yeah, yeah. The um another popular one that's on IPDB is Indiana Jones. The Indiana Jones pinball machine is one that a lot of people love. Yeah, but I don't know. I forgot. There's one. At- there is there is an Indiana Jones at the pinball lounge. I don't know if it was being sold or not last I checked, but it's it's a fun machine. I haven't really gotten good at it though. It's very difficult and punishing. No, I bet it is. Yeah, it's one of the um it's one of the wide the like really wide body pinball machines that Williams made back in the day. There was also a I remember when we went to one of the CC's pizza joints or whatever, there was a there was a uh, Jurassic Park one. There was Jurassic Park pin. Yeah, it was at it was at the it was at the one near my old old house. Uh, it was the one that became a Stevie B's after being a CC's for a while, and it had a it had a Jurassic Park machine that was from Data East, and Data East eventually became Sega Pinball. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. So they had I a don't Sega that one. I, I've seen somebody play Jurassic Park at one point and get a really high score on it. He beat the uh, wizard mode, which is kind of like the final boss mode of the pinball machine. Yeah. That, but um, yeah, that was it was pretty interesting seeing that out there. Yeah, but the thing is, I, I barely remember that. Like that was the thing. Like a lot of these, a lot of these that are coming into the arc, I mean, you really only see like outside of these pinball like specific places. You're only seeing one in like an entire arcade section. And usually there are things that you're going and you're thinking to yourself, I, I, I know. 
They just they're not that good enough. Right. But you know, at that point, like what can you do? Oh, uh, what else? I the uh there's there's just so many interesting machines that they keep getting in at the lounge and dialed in is interesting. They got uh the walking dead pinball Ugh. machine in. Yeah, that's pretty much my reaction to it, too. I'm not a big fan of it. It's kind of generic zombie stuff, to be honest, because I can't think of any memorable characters from no, that. No, they keep so they're... getting killed. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So there's, like, there's almost no interesting things about it. It's just, it's just generic zombie theme, and I don't find anything interesting about that table, but... People like it. Uh, they say that it scores really well. It's got really nice shots, but I, I can't get into no. it. Can't really get into it. Yeah, I played it once, and I'm just like, ugh, just no, just no. Yeah, that um, they got in dialed in in that that one. I don't know what else they're going to be getting in at some at some point. There was another pinball machine that I played at Free Play Florida, Total Nuclear Annihilation, and it's designed to be like a sort of um classic style pinball machine it doesn't have any ramps or anything it's just like an old 80s pinball machine with no frills on it just sort of standard shots and that kind of thing it's really great though because it it's a flat out layout so the ball goes really fast and it's modern too it has like a it has like a lcd display on the back glass but it also has a little digital alphanumeric readout for the score as well yeah i i would think so but it, it's in turn in also keeping with like the 80s theming the music is synthwave style and it's very nice you can actually hear it on um you can actually hear it on i think it's on Bandcamp or something you can get like the music for it which is not something you see often with a pinball machine releasing the music from it. No. Which, um, yeah, I totally lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, keep going. The Total Nuclear Annihilation is a pretty interesting, interesting machine. Definitely has some really cool music. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of wish like they would add like more music into the pinball stuff, but you, you. A lot of time, I think they will try to do it in these like these newer, fancy ones that have like the vi- the, the video style to it. But uh, some of the old, some of the older ones, I wish they would have done that for it. But unfortunately, they're not doing it. I don't know why, but eh. yeah, like the older, some well, the ones from like the '80s, they couldn't really do so much with sound because they were still still starting out with the sound chips and that kind of thing. Maybe that's why they're putting bands in there so that they can compensate for music. That's usually what happens with uh, Twitch streams of some older pinball machines. If the music's not, if there's no music or there's not a lot of like music in terms of the machine, they usually have like some music playing in the background from like whatever. Hmm. Okay. Well, at least that makes up for it. Yeah. Definitely. But there's there's some pretty good pinball music out there. I mean, Black Knight 2000 has a very classic theme in it. I don't know if you played that. Um, no, I haven't. Yeah, Black Black Knight 2000. I think the Silver Ball has it still. It has some really good music in it. It's got the music was composed by uh, Dan Forden from uh, Mortal Kombat fame. Oh, interesting. I mentioned I Steve Ritchie. I mentioned Steve Ritchie, but uh, Steve Ritchie was the voice of Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat when it originally came out. The movie or out. the game? The game. The game. Okay. <laughs> I was like, no, we don't reference the movie. Don't make me laugh. I think that's what that's one of the things that he says. Yeah, I come for your soul. They do have a a Mortal Kombat machine there. Last I remember. Ooh. I gotta remember to. I gotta remember to play that next time when we fly when we drive up there. Yeah, actually, um, you know, we, we could shift this discussion to old arcade games we like because there's a lot of arcade games that I like, and you probably like a lot of arcade games. So, oh, are you kidding me? 
Simpsons, yeah, there's man. Oh yeah, it's Konami Simpsons beat him up. I the Japanese version of that game is actually a lot easier. Oh, I I to this day I still can't beat it. It's like the yeah. toughest thing. Oh well, yeah, on it's YouTube. Difficult. You try to look it up, and they're like, "Up, oh, sorry, we couldn't beat it for you." Well, maybe next time. I'm like, no, you. It's not what I go on this channel to watch. Yeah, the Simpsons arcade game. Uh, the Japanese version is easier. They. Konami had this weird thing where every time they release an arcade game internationally, they make it more difficult in some way. And the Japanese version, it enemies are a lot easier. It puts a lot of the uh, bomb items on screen that destroy every enemy on screen. And you can stack your health bars, too. If you pick up food when you have max health, it actually puts another life bar on top of yours. Hmm. You can keep stacking up your health. You see what I was see what uh see I would have loved to do that because I still to this day want to beat that game and I can't. But uh instead I'll just play cruising cruising USA instead. Cruising USA. <laughs> My um when I went to Duffy's, this one local chain around here, they used to have an arcade and they had cruising exotica. Oh was- god. My least favorite <laughs> series. <laughs> The music in that game still sticks in my head. Just mentioning now, I remember the music from that. It is so bad. Yeah, yeah, music's catchy, but at the same time, um, I was going to say the music's catchy, but sometimes the control, like trying to control the, the the thing, is just terrible, terrible at times. Yeah, the you have to like stomp on the throttle twice to boost yeah which is yeah is awful i hate that my 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 other favorite i think that was a midway game but midway in terms of like racing games hydro thunder is my favorite love hydro thunder i I don't know if you play Uh, hydro Hydro thunder oh right that one yeah i wasn't a real fan of that one to be quite honest i'm big on it I love that game. They made a spiritual successor called H2 Overdrive that's at, uh, is at the Dave & Buster's out here. And I played that, and I was like, this is really great. It's too bad it doesn't have a home version, like a port or anything, but it was fun getting to play that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because I remember playing Hydro Thunder the first time around, and I'm like, eh, I'll play it once, and then I'll, I'll probably go on to something else. Yeah. Of course, in terms of like arcade racing games, though, I love Initial D. Initial D is great. Daytona USA, classic. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. One of my other favorites was DDR, obviously. I love playing DDR. Regardless yeah, if it's the cheap knockoff version, which they always have now, it's never the... Um, what is it? It's never the... Um, it's, never, it's never the actual one itself. It's always like the ones that are... Like, okay, let's have it going sideways, diagonally instead, instead of just. Oh, uh, it's probably like in the groove or pump it up. Those are the yeah. two versions I know of. But yeah, uh, the other one, uh, Simpsons Bowling, obviously. I sense a trend here. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's nothing like that at all. What are you talking about? Um, there's ski there's ball. A machine. What? There's- there are two simpsons pinball machines oh and we don't have either of them over here so screw that there there's one from data east that's not good but then there's one from stern the simpsons pinball party and that one's pretty awesome Hmm. because the data east one came out when the simpsons was still in like its third or second season so there wasn't a lot to work with no, because the Simpsons were still trying to be funny back then, and they weren't really that funny. Yeah, yeah, like other arcade games, I there there aren't. I mean, there's only those two arcade games for the Simpsons because they never really did other ones. No, and I think yeah. yeah, I think Simpsons Bowling was like the last thing they ever did in the arcade ever, and they decided, nope, we're not gonna we're not gonna bring that back. There's a there's an arcade version of Nicktoons Racing, but I've never played that. I played the Game Boy Advance version, but never the um, what was it? Uh, 
I never played the the arcade version. Actually, no, I take that back. I played it once, and then I realized, oh, they don't have Plankton as a playable character. Oh, well, he was like the strongest car. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I played the... I didn't play the arcade version. I saw one. I think it was at Jupiter Lanes, but I never played it. And then I played the PC version a while ago. I was like, this kind of sucks. This kind of doesn't <laughs> feel that great to play. Because uh, uh, I, like, I picked Helga because Hey Arnold is awesome. Yeah. And like trying to control the car, I just I was just like, I can't I can't get into this. I'm too used to like initial D or whatever where you can drift easily. Yeah, that was the that was always the thing about um yeah, that was always the thing about the uh the the thing was that it was just not as good as like some other racing games regardless if yeah. it was like nicktoons or whatever which just was not as good right you have any like favorite fighting games to play in the arcade uh, no because i always sucked at it mortal Kombat, obviously but that was really it i remember uh, marvel versus capcom 2 at jupiter lanes that was always good yeah, Jupiter Lanes, like, the only thing we do really in that arcade is we play the, uh, the air hockey table because we're, like, very competitive with air hockey. Oh, yeah. I haven't played air hockey in forever, but... Oh, you should see how competitive we get with that. It's 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 freaking... There's points where I'll just, like, hey, I'll give you a couple of points just so that you can catch up because I'm getting bored. <laughs> like, I'll put the puck in my own thing and, like, oh, here you go. I just remember Jupiter Lanes with um, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Raiden Fighters, I think, was there. The Raiden Fighters games are fun. I, I love schmucks, though, in general. Yeah, I never played that one, actually. I don't even remember. It's like, yeah, it, it's great. I, I tried to, what was it? I tried to uh, see if I could, because they finally put in a claw machine that has, like, the Mario, Luigi, and Donkey Kong figures, and I tried to try to get some and i just couldn't do it like there's a mechanism that you're supposed to do but i just can't master it yeah the claw machines i've never tried i've tried them in video games i tried them in yakuza but it's still even in those it's difficult yeah like i get so annoyed at it i'm like oh i want this so bad but i'm out of money god why did <laughs> i spend it on bowling right uh there's there's some other interesting arcade games at silver ball there's like some older ones that use like projectors and stuff like that there's that racing game one where you're just steering this little car thing in front of a projective image of a racetrack and it uses some very interesting technology because it's from like the 60s or so to convey this feeling of you driving the car it, a lot of mechanical stuff at work and i was playing that and i was like this is this is actually really amazing if you think about it Here's the thing. The last time I went to Silver Ball and played that, uh, the controls were broken. You couldn't even play it. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. they didn't putting up a sign either. When all those things are mechanical things are going on, they can fail sometimes quite often. I was like, why though? Why does it do this to me? But they have Miss yeah. Pac-Man in the Galaga combo arcade at Silver Ball. I actually saw someone recently get the kill screen on Miss Pac-Man. Really? Yeah, last night I was watching a guy on Twitch. He was playing the turbo version of it where you go you move faster, but you have to be you still have to be careful with the ghosts, but you can outrun the ghosts pretty easily. And he played the turbo version and got up to the kill screen. He had like eight hundred twenty-two thousand points, but the game doesn't save your high score after the kill screen. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. But it was really cool. I was talking about it online and people were making jokes about King of Kong, of course, because there's that one scene in the movie where the guy's like, there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up if anyone wants to see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they even have like the Donkey Kong trilogy at Silver Ball too. The last yeah. time I remembered. And they're like, Donkey Kong sucks. I'm like, oh yeah, well you suck. <laughs> I, I like Donkey Kong 3 more than the original, to be honest. I, I barely, I barely even played the the third one. I mean, I have fond memories of the first one because I have it on the Wii U and I played that religiously. But uh, and the Game Boy version, which to me is like the greatest thing ever. But I, yeah, I've never played the actual one. 
Uh, I have, or the third one, I should say, very as much, except for seeing the Smash Brothers trophy. But that's really it. Yeah, the third one's third one's interesting. I I really like its take. It's different gameplay. Kind of feels like Galaga or Galaxian, where you're shooting like the insects and you're shooting Donkey Kong. I played it at Freeplay Florida, and I realized I really like this. I I like it more than the original Donkey Kong because it's not a platformer. It's more of a shooter, and I like. I like shooting games a little more than platformers, believe it or not. Yeah, and I'm the exact opposite. I like platformers more than I like shooters. So, right. so it's kind of a mix. I mean, 3 was like a mix of both, in a sense. Yeah, because you, you are moving up platforms while shooting at him. Yeah. So, yeah. They, they had, um, I think they had versus Super Mario Brothers there as well. Huh. That's which it was, yeah, which was. I thought it was that would have been great to have, but nope. Yeah, versus Super Mario Brothers is an interesting version of the game because it's it's kind of like Lost Levels, but not really. If you're and if you're, uh, what was it? If you if you have if you have uh, if you have Billy MC around, they'll just be like, oh, let's not even rate, let's not even do versus, let's just help each other out. All right, Billy MC, classic. Oh, classic. Talked about him on my podcast and uh, uh, didn't get as much response as I thought because they liked Electrical Beast more. But um, yeah, that, that was something else to talk about because they love the British accent. Yeah, the, the British accent is always good. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not many other arcade games I can think of to talk about. Um, no, I, I ran out too. So I guess, I guess that'll be it for this episode. Yeah, of course. Keep it a good hour. Keep it a good hour going. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's this episode of Wow You Lose. I'm Zither and Joe Dini. Hi, and, bye. And um, uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. And that was the interview with Joe Dini of the Legends of the Internet podcast. I forgot to mention that at the beginning. You can check that podcast out on this network, actually, Anchor.fm. He has it up there, so check it out. Um, I will, however, be back on to give my thoughts on the dialed-in machine that got in at the Pinball Lounge. I will probably be recording a short little podcast episode all about that when I come back from the Flip Out Friday tomorrow night. That's the $10 all you can play. So I will do a podcast about that after the fact. So check y'all later.